So this is episode 31, one off the wood um, via the Zoom hangouts. This is how we do it anyway, but it's it's going to be a while before we're back in the same room together, I would say. But we, You and I are prepared for this really, aren't we? Like we've been doing internet hangouts for a little bit of time now. We've been doing hangouts online over the phone, catch-ups, mate. Everyone else is catching up. Yeah, there's like there's a lot of podcasts out there they'll be scratching to try and figure out how to do this, but we, we had no choice but to figure it out early. I reckon um, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, fuck, this is the time we should make a podcast too. Right? Yeah, like, definitely. And they'll figure out that it's actually quite difficult. It takes <laughs> if, time. If you're retarded like us, it's really hard. <laughs> so we got the head start. But, um, well, 30 episodes in though, I reckon we've got it nailed now. Like I, I put together that other episode with like two other people in the room and you weren't there. And it yep. recorded fine. That was uh, magic. That was. Uh, it that was, was actually a miracle. A miracle because I think the last time we tried to do that was with um, uh, turgid times with our botanist mm. friends, and yeah, we pretty much fucked it completely. But managed to, <laughs> always managed to get the podcast out. But it was definitely smoother with the boys. Yeah. Um, what was that one? It was casual croquet with the boys from. What, are that, so those guys are actually brewing beer on, on Rottnest Island. They they brewed beer, so they're putting a brew together, um, getting a couple of different brews down actually, and then the long term plan is to brew beer on Rottnest Island, although probably on hold because Rottnest is now shut down. Rottnest is COVID Island, mate. They've it's gone back in the day. They've on the plague. They've sent them all there. What's the deal with that? Like who are they actually sending patients there or are they just stopping the boat people and putting them there? Or what's going on? I think that's what the idea is, to send the boat people there. To be honest, these last couple of days, I've turned the news off from Friday. So I've had three days without news. I'm done. I know what's happening. I just every now and then I get a snippet on, on the radio update i'm done because the whole day is just covered yeah news. It, you know what it's quietened down a bit in the news and they're struggling for new news in australia anyway like international there's news but in australia yeah. it's kind of quietened down i think our lockdown seems to have just meant that every day is almost the same we get the same amount of new cases there's a little bit of oh shit the people at manly aren't practicing social distancing the people in um new farm in brisbane they all went to the market and weren't standing far enough away from each other that's just non-news to me that's just fucking yeah my take on that is if you go down to the manly say or if you go down to coogee which i went down today if you look from eye level through the people it looks like fuckloads of people standing really close to each other because of the way you know you're looking forwards it's a flat picture yeah but if you looked up from an angle i'm pretty sure everyone's in groups of two at least 1.5 meters away from everyone yeah you don't sit on top of the people at the beach no. if you're sitting a meter away from someone at the beach you are weird you need you should be kicked off the beach yeah and even when a few weeks ago when everyone outraged about bondi same thing if you actually look at the people on the beach mm. they're generally in groups yep. of two sitting a good distance from each other. It's just people are jealous that some yeah. people have access to a beach and some don't. And I'm jealous because I used to have access to a beach and now <laughs> I don't. Well, so 
my uh, uh, my understanding is that they don't want people to travel to the beaches. So I had a chat to Brad last night and there in Mornington, right? And all all of um the rich people in uh, that have holiday houses down the Mornington Peninsula have gone to isolate down there. So they've actually got like one of the highest concentrations of uh, I don't know COVID down in down oh, the Mornington infections, Peninsula. Yeah. Because they've all been on their overseas holidays and then taken it down there. So, hence, they've shut the boat ramps. You can't go fishing. And obviously, you know, Brad lives a kilometre from the boat ramp. But the idea is that if I was in Glen Waverley, I'd be taking the boat. And like, fuck, yeah, we'll go fishing. So, then you're travelling somewhere yeah. to go fishing to do the sport. So, hence, they just like, no, nah, no deal. Uh, I get that. A hundred percent understand that. And I think that's why the, like the people of Manly, they had their beach open up until today up until this weekend <laughs> just gone but if they all just acted cool it's like i saw some post it's like just go to the beach exercise swim surf and then fuck off like don't sit on the beach there's because as soon as everyone sits on the beach someone's going to take a photo it's going to get in the news then the council's going to freak out and they're going to shut the beach and that's exactly what's happened so just yep. if you've got a beach that you've got access to, just fucking keep it on the DL <laughs> and enjoy it. Don't fucking hang around because you ruin Mate, it so for everybody. Speaking of ruin it for everyone, right? I'm down in Margaret River. Of yeah, hang on a sec because you just talked about the people heading down to um, Sorrento, driving, driving yep. down there to, to their to their homes their holiday homes yeah. and if i was i would do the same thing like i considered it, it as like fuck i'm going down to tassie fuck this i'll go and stab my yeah. parents but tassie basically locked the borders but you found a loophole fill us yeah. in what are you doing <laughs> so um my original plan when this came up was like i'm going to go to the east coast because everybody's working from home i'll just work from the east coast then i only have to work from 11 a.m i surf all morning do whatever and then start up whether that's melbourne sydney Queensland, wherever, East Coast, it, yeah. it. And, I remember you said that like three weeks ago and I was like, yeah, dude, come. You can stay with us. It'll be sweet. We've got internet. <laughs> yeah, and then perfect. I saw Mel's, tic- Mel's TikTok account. I'm like, fuck, what a, that was a bullet dodged. Absolutely. Mate, she's been prolific on TikTok. And you've been in the videos. I have. That's it's gone to this. I, I have not been in the videos. I've just been in the background of the videos. That's what I mean. Yeah, you have not been participating. You've just, been a prop. I'm just living in the background. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, so that was my plan. Then they shut that down. I was like, all right, need a new one. And then they announced. So WA government announced uh, 31st of May of sorry March. They're closing down regional areas, which is fair enough. So no regional travel done. Perfect. I was like, all right, I'm going to go because I had a look at Surfport, the 31st and the 1st pumping surf. So my plan, I'll go down to Marg's for the weekend. I'll work from a friend's place on the Monday. No one will know anyone different from work because it's working from home. And then I'll take those two days of annual leave and go surfing. Perfect plan. And then you can always go home because that's the law. They can't stop you going back to place of residence. And then my mate, um, James, Jimmy's just like, you're nuts. Why are you going home? What are you doing? And got it, got into my ear. And I was like, yeah, why am I going home? It's like, you go home. You're not coming back for months, mate. Like you just buy this big board. You think you want to be a big wave surfer? It's like, what are you fucking doing? Like, 
don't go home. I'm like, look at this place. You're an idiot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Just getting into me. I was like, yeah, fuck you, Jimmy. All right. So his missus shoots a few texts around. All of a sudden, I've got someone's number. Next minute, I've got this pimped pad in Preveley. I'm like right opposite boat ramps. I'm just absolutely dream living. And uh, yeah, this is it. Like I am killing it. Um, so yeah, just I think- just straight up. I, I, like anyway, it's come up. So I'm here. I'm here until I don't have a place. Easter's coming up. I'm out of this place on Friday, and then I'm trying to suss out somewhere else short term. Okay. But what what happens at Easter? Are people coming down to take the Airbnb? Surely they're not allowed to. Yeah. Well, this is rented out long term from then. Oh, okay. So to, yeah. yeah. So gotcha. I've been sussing out. There's a few of them Airbnbs that are thing, but I thought there'd be heaps of Airbnbs available. But what's happened is that people normally rent their their house out Airbnb, and then go travelling for a few months, and those people have had to come home, and their place is already rented, so they're taking up all those Airbnbs, like the families. Yeah. There's a lot of like you know, no one has a studio apartments really. So, but I'm so you, you've basically just found yourself. You went down, you tried to sneak, you were sneaking through the, the window of not being able to yeah. go down there just to get get one last weekend of surfing. Fair enough. You yeah. weren't doing anything wrong. Found Nothing the opportunity. Wrong. Good on Jimmy for getting in your ear. Sounds like a, a guy who is, is a voice of reason or a voice of Mate, the he, correct type of unreason. <laughs> I just had a surf with him then. Like he calls me up. He's like, what's up? What are you doing? It's like he, he hadn't surfed all day. I'd surfed twice already. And he's just over frothing and he's like, man, but come on, we're going out. Come on, come on, come on. It's like, get some here. And the whole time in the surf, he's just chirping at me. He's like, all I'm saying is if you go home, you're a flake. You're done. Don't be calling me, asking me how the surf's like. You fucking, you've cooked it, mate. You've set yourself up and you've fucking cooked it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, mate. Yeah. You need good. someone like that sometimes just to yeah, say, absolutely. you're about to fuck shit up. So just do the right thing. And, I think you're doing the right thing. It sounds good. And look, you're going to be back in Perth soon enough. And um, yeah. yeah, trust me, it's like I've got no problem being here in Coogee. It's, I've got a nice place. It's a bit of sunshine. We go for walks and whatnot. And I've got my little spots that I can swim. Like uh, I've been running a lot because yeah. I can't, can't surf for exercise, can't go to the gym. So I did it. But I did like a six and a half K run, which is the furthest I've run. <laughs> In a long time. <laughs> it's not bad. It's good. Yeah. Oh, it was all right. But I've, I've got this spot. I can't remember if we talked about this last episode, but whatever. I've, there's no, you can't get in the water anywhere, anywhere normal that you swim. It's police taped off. But there's a spot where the surfers use and some divers use to get down a cliff and it's it's sketchy. Like I wouldn't take Mel down there because she, she might fall and fuck herself up. And your I wasn't, fault. Yeah, it's always I your fault. When I found it, because I knew there was a way down there and I went and you duck under these trees and you get down this little gully. I was like, this looks fucked. I don't think I can make it. And then a guy gave behind, uh, some like like teenagers came behind me and they're like, yeah, you can't. They're fucking shut Marubra. You you can't surf anywhere. I was like, <laughs> I was like, can you get down here? And like, yeah, 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 you can get down here. So I scaled down the cliffs and that's my little swim spot. But then- So you're getting dips. You're getting your salt water dips. there. Yeah, get a, so I go for a run climb down the cliffs, get a dip in. So feeling good, good. about that without getting, because at the other beaches, when people duck under, other people would take photos of them. And then it was on news.com. Oh, vigilantes. Yeah, like fuck, <laughs> fuck these cunts taking photos of people breaking the law. Like, man, I hate 
I hate that shit. Like, if yeah, you, if you don't have the balls young. to break the rules, fine. Like, I don't have the balls to break the rules. I go and climb down a cliff. But if you've got the balls to break the rules, then just do it. And then if you don't, just walk on. You don't have to take photos and dob because dobbers wear nappies and snitches get stitches, right? And loose lips sink ships. Fucking we all know that. Mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Snitches get stitches. Yes. Yeah. Snitches mate, that's like get stitches. That's an old school man. I I witnessed some old school grom abuse down here over the last couple of days. It's like all the little groms that are like 10 to 13 or something have figured out how to surf um gas bay and they're all just they ride their pushies down on their boards and they're out there and they're all fucking over frothing and dropping in on each other and then like the youngest one's getting picked on and then like someone's parents had to come down and fucking tell the kids to pull their heads in. It was good. And they're like, all the older blokes are like, man, oh old, old mate Stewie, he seems to take it pretty good, doesn't he? You know, um, he's copping a lot of shit there, but they all take it pretty fucking good. <laughs> so they yes. should. We did in our day. <laughs> I like it. We don't really know what it's like to grow up in that environment nah. of that that real surf town environment where you basically just get abused from a young yeah. age and then you turn into an adult man child well, a lot of them do. Yeah. we've talked about this before it's like <laughs> it's good for you it's good toughen for you, you toughen you up Mate, if i can duct tape fuck, you to a flagpole in the nude for the night <laughs> i don't know if that shit goes down anymore but i'll tell no, you what being down here not. is like I'm literally I'm over frothing on it so much. Like I need to figure out long term how to live down here because it's just a different world. And the whole social distancing, everyone's taking it pretty seriously. Supermarkets, everyone's pretty serious. In the car at main break today, they um they just put cones on every second car park, so you, you can like only you can't park next to someone. Yeah. Yeah, hanging in the car sort of thing. So it's pretty serious. But it's like this is this is proper surf town sort of shit. Like I paddled out at Gas Bay. Jack Robinson's out there. Like I surf with Felicity. Was his on the beach? Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I jumped off the rocks. So I didn't really – didn't suss the beach out. Hopefully she was. But like the the whole – like Felicity Palmatea, the bloody um, – Who's David a, a – yeah, a um, tour surfer, right? Yeah, oh, she's not on CTEC. She's doing all the big wave stuff there. She used to like surfing Jaws. I think she surfed oh, at yeah. Jaws Comp. She did, yeah, yeah. Like, I had madness. a chat to her. She's actually um, a mate. Oh, sorry, she's a cousin of a friend or a friend of mine. She's stayed at my house. Like, she's, so I kind of had a chin mate to her. She's pretty friendly, like good good value. And like Russell Ord's in the car park as well. Like you always see Taj if you're up the north end. It's like Russell this is Russell Ord like, is surf photographer. Yeah, health photographer. Did the photography in Drift as well. Like um, shot all that stuff. In Drift? Pretty sure. Drift, the surf, you know, um, Drift or Breath? Oh, no, nah. Drift, I think. Did you do Maybe dr- Breath. Maybe no, both. Breath, Breath, which is that movie of the Tim Winton novel, the photography was done by, um, it was done by someone from Margaret River. But yeah, I don't know. It was Russell. It was Russell, the, he does brothers. like looking stuff up. It's epic. Well, they, um, oh, hang on a sec. So Felicity Palmatier, she was going to release yeah. a nude surf video and they released the trailer for it on Stab and then she got so much backlash from the other female surfers that she didn't release it. So who films an entire movie? I should ask her. I'll see her again. I'll ask her. Um, yeah, it was probably your boy, Russell Lord. It was someone like that. 
I've got my I've got two screens here, so I can. Oh, uh, you're just full home home setup galore. Yeah, mate, I've, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. um, so Australian big wave surfer, which she is. She surfs fucking jaws, for God's sake. So you know, while you're researching, she's she's at um sponsored by Billabong, and they cut um like at at the point we were having a chat, she hadn't been paid for last month, and they they've cut a bunch of surfers contracts in half. Like they're doing all this sort of stuff. And, and she said like for her, like she doesn't rely on WSL comps and content and she's living in Margs, So she's in the perfect spot to go out with a photographer and put a section together and put a film out and do all that stuff. So they, she's actually in a great spot, but globally, even if she puts that content out, you still need someone to pay for it or want it or it to mm. sell. I mean, how the fuck do you sell bikinis out of a nude surf film? Surely that doesn't add up. Like, that's, oh, that's sweet, true. I'll buy those shorts. The one but thing they're selling is McKenna, she's not wearing one. Um, maybe she's maybe it's sponsored by like a waxing company or something. The thing is the surf industry was on a full downward spiral for the last 18 months anyway. So this is probably a good excuse for companies like Billabong just to drop everyone. Yeah. I think they're all, yeah. But what, my take on that is that most, like if you want to make money now, you just have to make good content and have a great Instagram account and a YouTube channel and all this stuff and you'll get ad yeah. money anyway. So you don't need Billabong to pay you if you're fucking awesome at, at surfing and creating stuff. It's been at- creative too. Like Jamie O'Brien, um, there's good podcasts with him and he t- talks about how he has created his own brand. Like they've got their, their t-shirt brand and they do stickers and shit and they do, but he's like weekly or podcast is them. Him and his mates just going a bit crazy doing good stuff. Like that's, yeah, what he's created, like he it's makes, different to just surfing comps. He makes good money from that. It's like gone a long way, right? Like surf comps were sponsored by Coca Cola in the background, and like uh, OP Pro and like Bow Repairs and shit. Like it was stubbies, stubbies. Yeah, yeah. So just on that, that skin deep was um, Rick Rafici, which he did do that um, breath movie as well. Rick Rafici. Okay. Yeah. Right. And Chris, um, if I well. say it again, I'll, so I'll three ask dudes if she filmed to, it. Yeah. Ask. Ask if she wants to come on the potty or show us the movie, and we can release it. She doesn't want to. We can release it for her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Private release. Oh, there's a so that speaking of WA surfing, there's a video. There's a movie out which the Bitterman, my band, the Bitterman. In case you haven't heard me spruik it before, is um. Is in, and I just got sent a um a copy to watch, and it's epic footage, like all just shot in WA, Margaret River, up in the northwest, and down in those crazy slabs to the south. It's called fuck. What's it called? It's called um No Name. Yeah, it's called No Name, and you can find it on Vimeo. No Name. So it's free on Vimeo. You got to pay for it on Vimeo. No, you got to pay for it. It's an hour long. What's it worth? Couple of bucks or something. Perfect. Um. People have got time to be buying movies. Yeah, look, uh, I think if, if you're a surfer and you're from the area or you're from WA, you'd probably pay the money just, just to see it. So um, how's this for synchronicity? You, Your band has somehow made it onto a surf film in WA, pretty random. Like you don't really have any connection over here Zero at all. connection. I don't know. This guy just contacted us out of the blue, so I'm not sure where he came across us. And so, then Very random. You got sent the video and you're like, oh, all right, have a quick little watch. And then you sent me a seven-second video of 
my mate James, who's Jimmy, the guy who's been heckling me to stay down here. And you're like, I'm pretty sure this is your mate James. And I'm standing next to James and I received this video. I was like, this is pretty fucked up. Like, <laughs> what the I, chance? I didn't know you were standing next to him. But yeah, yeah you're right, because right. I got sent an, a copy to watch and I watched the first section and there's this epic drone footage of this big left-hander. It's like perfectly blue and it's perfectly clean and they're naming the people at the bottom. And it's like, uh, James. And I was like, fuck, like, was has got a big wave surfer named James who surfs this, I thought it was that wave that you'd said. It's got to be him. That's boat ramps. Yeah, yeah, boat ramps. So I text you and you're standing next to him down there, random. Random Very thing, like that is that is pretty crazy. I was um, early, what's got you frothing? So I stayed on, he's got this little farm that he's bought. It's like, I don't know, seven or eight acres or something. And um, I may a bit more than that, but. They've, they're planting it out, veggie patch, the whole lot. And he's building some some mini houses on it and building. Anyway, his missus does a bit of pottery in the um in the shed there. I had a crack at pottery during the week, mate. It's fucking fun, eh? Like, it was good. Therapeutic. Yeah. Just work, work in the clay, mate. Like, full ghost style. I loved it. My it was- um, friend's uh, missus does a lot of pottery. And it's actually like, it's actually good because you end up with things from it. You end up with cups. Yeah. And bowls yeah. and mugs. And so, yeah. I was quite surprised how quick they, it, like, she just whipped this thing out real quick. Took me a little bit longer. Didn't really know where I was going, but got it out. It's not like crochet that takes you like hours. If you're a rookie crocheter, it, that shit takes you like days and days and days. Like yeah. eight hours, I reckon, you put into your first beanie. But if you know what you're doing, you can get it done real quick. But yeah, they make pottery. Boom, boom. Out there. Fuck yeah. So you can fire some shit. I might do a bit more over Easter, I reckon. Just on that movie, just to spruik it properly, it's called No Name, One one Word, from Numbat. Um, and if you want to go to the website, it's aussieunique.com. Um, the guy, Steve Bart, he's got no fucking social media. Maybe we get him on the podcast. He'd probably do it. I think he's from Marga River. You might even be able to get him in the room if I send him an email. Anyway. But he's, he's mates with James, so I'll... Um, I'll yeah, I'll send him an email and say, hey, FYI, my friend Warren is down in Margaret River. We do a podcast. It'd be cool to talk about the movie because it's tell, sick. Tell him I'm staying with James and then he'll froth. Like they're real good mates. I'll write it right now because he's written back to me already because I was frothing. I just, I just gave him that. This is what the podcast has become, yeah. an ad administration. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll fucking, yeah, sure. let's just do that. <laughs> we just do admin. Mate, just so to, sending an email. <laughs> you send your email, but also if you can multitask. Uh, talk to you, yeah, like lockdown, mate. I'm personally, I'm actually frothing because I'm down in Margs and I'm just in a really good place and I'm doing all the social distancing and I'm respecting all that and I've got place to work and everything's working out well for me. But on the, I've also like really frothing that it's kind of taken people back to what's needed. Like you listen to ScoMo's like the shops are going to be open. You will go to the shops. There will be different restrictions and shit, but you need food and also exercise. You can go out of the house to exercise. And then the third thing I think we need is contact with humans. And that's it. Like that's fucking it, mate. That's yeah. it. But there's, That's what you need. we're only allowed two of those because although, so the, I think you're right. So, yeah, you can still go and buy food. 
I think for me, it's I got no problem because I got a little bit like I'm not living in a big house or anything, but we got a little bit of breathing space. We got a little bit of sunlight in the house, and it's just Mel and I here. We're used to hanging out with each other. I've got my little recording studio, so I'm just I'm playing around with music all day. Like this weekend, just making tracks. I downloaded Red Dead Redemption Two. Haven't played computer games in about ten years. <laughs> now I'm deep in the Wild West, yes. and it's fucking sick. <laughs> So Mel, as you said, mentioned before, is deep in a TikTok binge. She got 26,000 views on one of her TikToks the other day. What is that? Yeah. Oh, man. 26,000 views. They've been, they've been thrust upon me via um, Facebook and Instagram, and we follow her on two accounts. So I'm getting double doses of that sort of yep. business. Yep. Wait, it's, She's it's having full a good on, time. But that's most, it right? though like to i think whether it be tiktok whether it be making tunes whether it be playing it's like the whether it be doing podcasts now is the time to just lock down and get creative and like i always find excuses not to lock down and get creative which is go which surfing is go to the pub, go and <laughs> go and do stuff like fuck all of that yeah. no i'm gonna lock yeah. down and just get creative make tunes make podcasts fucking do stuff yep. and the, the, for me like i'm not a i'm not a like traditional creative person i can't paint i can't play instruments you know with any I can't uh, paint. Uh, uh, you know skill that would uh people would want to listen to i can't sing all that sort of thing but like you know i've done a bit of crochet done a bit of sewing it's like time to pick those things you've up you've made a movie I did, I think, yeah but i think I, you might say that you probably are like a, is this difference between like a creative person and an artistic person? Like yeah. maybe you're not an artistic person. Got the like ideas. Creative. I'm a producer. Producer. Yeah. You like creating things. You like creating fucking things. Yeah. Doing, making shit happen. I think it's creative. Humans are creative. Yeah. You don't have to be able to paint a picture because I can't paint for shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can- Make you could describe happen. something to someone. Yeah. Make things yeah. happen. No, like it's a, it is a good time to actually bed down and like get those dumb chores done or build the pergola or do like the stuff that you kind of you like you and I put off because it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go surfing or go outside or go and have a beer or socialize, do those things. Like yeah. that, I'm actually kind of excited about it. And like I love in Perth, it doesn't rain a whole heap. So when you get a rainy day in the middle of summer, it's really it's refreshing and you're like, shit, a day I can actually stay inside and read a book or do these sort of things. Like it's, it's good. I thought you might just keep talking while I quickly ducked off to get some ice. Ah, oh, no, nah, I, 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 my thought had ended. I've but done that thought, before. I agree with the thought. Like it's, it's the rainy day. Okay, we've got a rainy day. It's a good excuse to do this stuff and you don't, you're not going to feel bad because you kind of feel bad for not getting out and doing things. But mm. now there's... And like baking. People have been cooking more. People have been... There's like, no flour at the fucking supermarkets, though. <laughs> There's no seeds either. People been like, think they're going to grow their way out of this place. Like, oh, so we went to um to Rebel Sport today to see if we get some dumbbells. Rebel Sport is empty. 
like they have emptied out any home gym equipment. We got some straps, like some some, some, bands. some bands, which is you know yeah. something. But I'm gonna fill up a hiking backpack with some weights. Oh, just what to about get some squats those and things? Ten liter water bottles from the soupy, you know the ones with the handles. Yeah, I was, I was thinking get four water bottles and a broomstick, cut the broomstick down, and then duct tape the water bottles to the end and make some dumbbells that way. That's my plan yeah. for this yeah. one. Yeah, dumbbells. <laughs> Shit. But here's another, speak, a- speaking of working out, like we got really good at push-ups in the last – you've always been good, but I got really good at push-ups. I've just realized in the last few days that there's another type of push-up and it's fucking difficult and I'm not very good at it. So all as good as I am at – so no, it was so hands forward – elbows back oh yeah the tricep push-up yeah it's a yeah it's a completely different muscle group yeah 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 so i'm doing them at the moment so yeah like i'm not a well-rounded push-upper <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like of of having never gone to the gym push-ups and the thing right so i learned that you can push them real wide like super wide and it does your shoulders real good and it's and it's amazing you don't you don't push up real high because you're so wide with your arms you can do the diamond push-up as well like literally make a diamond with your hands and do that you can do those elbows in and you can actually try this one take your hands instead of having them like level with your shoulders put them level with your head so like level with your eyes oh, yeah. and then try and do a push-up and so you can do all of these muscle groups by just going like kind of like around the world with um with basketball just do do 10 push-ups from around the world Yep. Mate, it's um yeah. They, and then and the diamond ones as well where you bring your hands. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one two, yeah, probably four or five different different options. Amazing. Yeah. That's the cheat mode when you get to the hundred and like when you're pushing to like try to move through them a little bit. So like move your body forward as you're doing them, move your 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 chest back from it so you can actually kind of like just wear out all the all of the muscles when you're really going for it. Cheat mode. There you go. We had another, someone emailed us um, wanting a list, wanting the um, 100 push-up challenge, so I flicked it over. Good. Only this week. So it's not too late. This is the perfect time, mate, to get on. Well, I almost didn't want to broach it with you because we kind of fell off. Off well, the wagon. We were, we were on it and we got almost to the last couple of weeks and then it's kind of a bit sideways. I'm a bit off it, to yeah. be honest, but I, I would get back on it. Like, I, I was like too finish the job i was i was two or one exercise one training session away from doing the hundred when i got the glandular and fell into a very <laughs> deep deep sickness so yeah. and now i'm surfing I've, like, I've surfed more in the last 10 days than i have in this entire year so i'm not well, doing push-ups you know what at that that time that you got glandular i surfed eight days in a row over here yeah. in sydney and it was making the push-ups really hard because you get really um, fatigued back from surfing. Yeah. And I was getting yeah. through it and I, then I failed sort of in week six. But now I'm not surfing. I can't surf. The beaches are closed. You're on, mate. You could beat me to it. Yeah. Hey, should we just quickly chat? We do have a guest today and she's going to dial in from Amsterdam. So we're going to get the little lowdown from Amsterdam from a, from a mutual friend of ours, Kirsty Bennett, who's a... Kirsty um, Bennett. I was on her LinkedIn before. I was like, a bit of, what's, what's Kirsty actually been doing? But she's a copywriter for, um, for Polaroid in Amsterdam and she's 
she's done a lot of uh different creative sort of jobs and i remember back in the day she was used to work for behind the news she was like a um oh the btn she, days yeah remember yeah. btn she was a journalist for btn she was head of content for frank for a while there frank frank body. frank's uh, the like body scrubs and yeah yep all sorts of shit she worked at adidas as well she's a she like you speak of creative people kirst is like the creative person Wait, we should tell this the real story about Kirsty Bennett when we all became good friends before we get her on. Just so we talked about this in the podcast before, but you and I met at Mount Hotham in 2004. We were lifties, and Kirsty was also at Mount Hotham in 2004. She was working in the Summit Shop, which sells ski and snowboard gear. So there's a bunch of chicks that worked in the Summit Shop, and we were the dirty lifties. We lived in on one side of the road in Blue Ribbon and they lived in Spiral Stairs on the other side of the road and we all ate dinners, AKA, breakfast and dinner together. Yeah. yeah. AKA right. Blue Ribbon, AKA Flu Ridden, Spiral Stairs, AKA Viral Stairs. Like this is the home of the original COVID, <laughs> COVID-04, which I'm pretty sure and, ripped through both of those buildings. So did um, conjunctivitis as well. <laughs> Went through yeah. both of those. Just fucking <laughs> horrendous. At, at one point, I'm pretty sure we could pinpoint the link between those uh, between those buildings, and then it just got spread around. It's greatest yeah. thing I ever did do a ski season. Anyway, uh, like it's not the greatest great. thing you ever did. You've done other things since. It was fucking good though. It was it 15 was, years was, ago, 16 years ago. But anyway, so I was 21. You were 18, right? Mm. So I probably you're uh, somewhat of an inspiration to me, as you know. I'm glad, and I should have been, and I should still be. <laughs> and you are. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? All right, it's time to bring Kirsty to the party. I reckon after that terrible intro, I'm, I hope you cut out that fucking we'll fix the story. Intro. Just fix the intro. Kirsty Bennett, friend of ours from uh, the 2004 Hotham season. Just. Uh, <laughs> Just an all-round legend. All-round legend, all-round creator and living in Amsterdam. So we'll yeah. what's going on in Amsterdam. We'll get her in here. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. When was the last time you saw Kirst? Uh, it was when we, you and I were living together. She popped in with her then-boyfriend. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. They came to no, you, you s- no, you ran into her by, when you were trying to move into a house. Oh, that's true. Um, yep, yep. No, they both moved four years ago. We were looking for a yeah. house. And she was in Melbourne looking for the same house. Yeah. There you go. Who got it? Random shit. We didn't apply for it. We didn't like it. <laughs> she <laughs> might have lived there, but it was, she, yeah. She might have loved it. I don't know. These yeah. creative types, they're different. Yeah. Um, yeah, righto. Because well, she came over to WA for my 30th. We went down to Windy Harbour. Had like a little house there and probably like, I don't know, 15 or 20 people or something. It was pretty sick. Like good little trip. She just came over for the hell of it a few years ago, and yeah, was it was look, cool. She's an all-round doer. She's what doer. about her ex-boyfriend? Is one of the great men. I've only oh. met him one time. Oh, I feel. But I've I texted I'm... with him heaps, and I've <laughs> Facebooked and Instagram with him. I just think we let's get it out of the way now, so we don't have to talk about him while she's on. But Phil, so I reckon is a I'm better legend. mates with Phil than than Kirsty these days. I talk to Phil very often, and he stays at my place when his band comes and plays in. What's in his Perth. band? We've talked about um, the band before. Um, they had he's had a few bands. Fuck, no, what he's is, only what's had the latest band called. 
No, he's got one. Oh, had like Marlis singing band. as his own stuff. Uh, fucking what's the? It's a punk. Oh, band. the Grenadiers. The, the Grenadiers. Grenadiers. The Grenadiers. Anyway, yeah, the but, Grenadiers is the big band in the metal band in Europe. Yeah. Should we should we get Kirsty into the room? Drop her in. Get her in. I'm ready. Where is she? Here she is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just um I'm just sort of watching this poor lady was trying to get across the river and I thought she was gonna fall in and I was a bit distracted. <laughs> she got she's going around. She's all right. We've got like a little river here. Nice. Hello guys. Hello, Kirsty Bennett from Adelaide. Oh my God, so good. Okay, so I poured something just because I'm on your show and it's from a local brewery here. Um, I think it's called Browwich, Browwich or something like that. So so you're taking a Browwich off the wood down Browwich. by the river? Yes, down in, by the river. Just in the Where park drinking. I like it. <laughs> um, we're in Wester Park in Amsterdam. Wow, that sounds fancy. <laughs> no, not really. It's just a big park. Cool. And Andy, are you in Sydney? Yeah, I'm in um, in Coogee uh, in Sydney. Coogee. Oh, beautiful. Like, I moved up here six months ago. We were just saying before, like you and I ran into each other looking for houses in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did, Did you, you ever get that house? I didn't apply for it in the end for some reason. I think oh, it, I can't okay. remember. Where were we? We're in Richmond, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're near the hospital there. Did you get it? No, no. I think um, – I think, no, Mike got something else in the end. No, we didn't get it. Oh, uh, well, shit. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So what do we talk about on the show? What's well, it all about? I you've, thought actually, really um, you, you've nailed it to start with because we haven't even talked about the title of the show, One Off The Wood, today, okay. which is uh, we talk about what we've got off the wood and um, ah. we haven't got to it. But I'm, I've got a Coopers from the can. I've been inspired by Andy uh brad and a few others to get around the coopers cans so i'm on the cans yep the coopers off the wood tonight um andy what are you referencing is what are you on curse the butcher brow brow brooch brouch i think it's brouch i can get the bottle it's a type called zap it's like a like a i don't know my dutch isn't very good guys so yeah it's a very strange (laughs) send us a picture andy what do you have oh look same I'll find it. Is there homeless people in the park giving you shit? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, I got the bottle. Oh, there it is there. Oh. uh, Oh, there's there's J's and T's and I's and U's all in places they shouldn't be. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I um, am just drinking a Jamison on the rocks, which is what I've been doing a lot of since this whole lockdown thing is just drinking whiskey every night. I've been trying to be healthy and I am being healthy, but I'm also drinking heaps of whiskey at night time. So, yeah, um, I've, I've been carb, drinking though. quite a bit as well. Low carb, good on you. Good on you. What's the story in Amsterdam? Is it like, is it everything cool or is everything fucked? I actually have no idea. Um, like, well, so we, I know COVID wise, it's been a bit interesting. Like, it's been such a change. So, um, we, I think we're a few weeks ahead of you guys from like proper isolation. So we've been in, we've been in like lockdown for about a month. Um, so we've had like, you know, you go to the supermarket, there's only two people allowed in the supermarket at a time. Um, one and a half meters from one another and also no gatherings more than three people. And they really enforce that. So like, 
um, they fine you quite big fines. I think it's about 400 euros, which is nearly a thousand Australian. So it's like quite a lot of money. That is- um, but it's been, yeah, pretty serious for sure. We haven't shut our borders, but a lot of, um, like I've got a friend in Sweden, they closed their borders, like France has closed their borders. So we're sort of being advised just to stay in the Netherlands. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty serious for sure. But I think the Dutch, there hasn't been, from what I can tell, like there hasn't been much panic buying or anything like that from what I've heard in Australia. Like people are pretty like chilled here. Um, people but, are too stoned to realise what's going on. <laughs> exactly. I think there's like, I think people pushed it a little bit um, and were having big, like the weather just started to change and it got really beautiful. So people were in the park and enjoying it and then the government like really cracked down on it. So we're all working from home. Um, but it feels sort of like a new normal. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Sorry, sorry, just in front of the podcast. Mike got shut on by a bird. <laughs> Mike just got shut on by a bird. <laughs> that's good luck, Mike. It's okay. That's good luck. Unless it's got bird flu in it, that's an issue, Mike. Oh, you're going to have an issue. I know. As long as it's not a bat, hey, we should be fine. Don't get shut on. Guano, it's delicious. Have you seen Ace Ventura too? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. So good. What happened to Jim Carrey, actually? Jim Carrey, oh, you know what happened to him? He took heaps of psychedelic drugs and now he's like on a different mission, which is to tell everyone that the world is bizarre. Have you seen him lately? Yeah. Then he's, no, um, no. You should go home and Google what Jim Carrey's doing lately. He yeah, did that. Okay. Film. He's in touch there with himself. That, like, what's that? Um, <laughs> there's some silent ish kind of film he did. I saw a like. A, a 10 minute scene from it where there's no one talks and he's pushing like a trolley and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds a bit that. like art house ish, maybe. Yeah. Um, like maybe Overcast, I think that might be it. Okay. It's, it's well, pretty you know, out there. Yeah. Oh, The Bad well, Batch. Think, um, That's what it I is. The Bad Batch. Bad Batch. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I did see an article about Daniel Johns from Silverchair. He doesn't Daniel. look very well at the moment. I love Daniel too. He hasn't looked well Sydney, since 1994. Is <laughs> No, I think I think he's gotten worse now. The poor guy. Yeah, no, he's he's had his struggles. He like had um like an eating disorder for a while there yeah. and drug problems. Yeah. But fuck, I love that guy. Like, I, yeah, I was obsessed with him in high school, and he's probably like three years older than me or something. I, yeah. <laughs> he looks a bit Daniel Johns always looked like Justin Timberlake on crack to me with like That's Justin Timberlake oh, wow. he had a twin and like they went in separate like you know separate split up. they had foster homes one of them was in the projects and one of them was living in Turak and like yeah that's, yeah yeah that, that's the Daniel Johns and um yeah can I just point out they something do. if we just jump back to Amsterdam and their rules on um coronavirus we're actually yeah. like we've got harsher rules in some ways and easier rules in others so we can only gather in groups of two in australia at the moment and that's like you get a oh, fine wow. although they're not yeah. out there finding people but you can go and have a party in the supermarket just everyone all in oh like it's so i don't know they, they've, they've just bring it in next week they're they're cutting it down to numbers not not two only in the supi but um yeah, yeah. they're they're Less. cutting the numbers next week. I saw. I've tried to turn the news off, Kirst. I've just. I'm, I'm fucking done yeah. with it. Three days. I've been yeah. chilling without the news. It's good. Yeah, More it's a good it. feeling. I, I'm very much the same. I have to admit. I used to work in media and I used to watch it all the time. And now I'm like, ignorance is bliss. I feel like it really. Um, even when the bushfires were on, guys, I just couldn't. 
even go on social media. I just, I felt so upset for Australia and it just like, yeah, it just felt like everything was bad news. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the koalas took too much of the bad news, Kirst? <laughs> Do you know what? It's amazing how many Dutch people are like, oh, you're poor koalas. Fuck like, the koalas. Fuck the koalas. Yeah. Look at us. Horrible little scouters and shit. Yeah, but the biggest thing they were concerned about, because like either a lot of Dutch people have either like um, travelled to Australia on their gap year or they've always wanted to go, right? Like Australia blows their mind. Like, you know, the, when I told them, I was like, you know, this is like the bushfires equivalent of the Netherlands and Belgium and a bit of France. They were like, what? Like they just can't. Yeah. They can't understand it sort of thing. But um, the thing that frustrated them the most is that here they've got like so many climate change initiatives, like there's so many electric cars, there's so many things. And they were like, they're like, what? Your prime minister doesn't believe in this? Like, there was just like more of that sort of shock, really. Yeah, um, yeah. It's because our so- whole economy is driven on old school types of things. Like, we sell, yeah, we sell cows and rocks to people. <laughs> and rocks, Whereas yeah, Amsterdam's yeah, probably selling like electronics and technology. Yeah, we're yeah. we're still selling cows and rocks. We. Yeah, haven't really gone past True. that yet. That's our main thing. That's a great country, though. Australia oh, it's a is fucking fabulous. amazing. I do country. miss it. It's an amazing place. I miss the banter. I miss this. This banter. It's so good. It's like you just don't get it here. Like, yes, there's language barriers, but even then, like, it's the sort of the rule is if they don't know you, like, why would they be chatty to you? So it's sort of like a, I really miss that Aussie, like, going to the pub and, you know, there's some cheek. It's good. There's a lot of cheek in. Australia and like I can appreciate that I feel in a bit like a foreigner in Margaret River at the moment because I've snuck down here and like people checking out the Vico plates on the car and like I'm just kind of cruising around and and the local mate it's a different dialect down here that they speak the the plus 60 year old at main break on the point gray hair bored over seven foot six like it's a different dialect but I'm fitting in with the banter okay and they're all chatty like I'm appreciative (laughs) It's good what we do. <laughs> That's amazing. I think you've done it well once um, by like getting out of town and just like going somewhere where you're happy to be isolated for a while. I think that's a really good move. I'm doing a good job. Hey, um, just oh, oh, I know this. I just want to jump in. One thing we do with all our guests, Kirst, and like Andy and I both know you really well, um, but, you know, does the world and society know you really well? So um, <laughs> I was wondering if you've got your Uber rating, if you could look that up for me. Um, okay, yeah, let me just Uber say. Rating. Um, okay. If you go to the Uber app, okay. it looks like you're doing. I'm doing it right now. Is this okay or am I interrupting your podcast? No, no, no just, look, it cuts the video no, out, right. but we can still hear you. And that's, okay. Cool. this cool, is cool. an audio medium. Ah, uh, okay. Is it, It's out of five, isn't it? Imagine! Oh my god! Well, hang on. So we've got a system that sort of puts you into a a bucket. Do you want to hear the buckets before you? No, hear the buckets because I don't. I don't know them because I thought our last couple of guests were not too bad of blokes at four point sixes, but I'm 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 rocking a. I'm personally. What are you hovering? I'm hovering in and out of a bracket. I've been seven point, uh, oh sorry, four point seven seven four for a long time, and then I kicked up to Ooh. seven five, so I got into the next bracket, but then I'm down again. And okay. no, that, that's where because four point seven five is a bracket where you basically go from yeah. being, being a good. What brackets are they? So 
I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. But basically, if you're 4.75 and above, you're just generally a good person. 4.5 to okay. 4.75, you um you may have some some troubles with binge drinking. Um, <laughs> and mum issues, yeah. <laughs> not like a massive issue, but like general Australian larrikin, you know, like a bit of um mm-hmm. bit, a bit of an issue. Uh and then, and then from anything below that, it starts to get a little bit out of out of control to full blown racist if you're below four. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Um, okay. Well, you don't have to tell okay. us, but if you don't tell us, we no, know no, you're I got under it. four. I got it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I've got mine. What What's yours, Andy? Sir? Oh, I've been hovering on four point seven four, four point seven five for a while. So, like on the borderline of being a good yeah. bloke slash borderline yeah, alcoholic yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes perfect sense for me yeah. like that's what i am yeah i've got no problems yeah the i can imagine works. you in like yeah 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 i can imagine you doing really well and then maybe you had a saturday night where you got an uber that you shouldn't have and yeah, then your and rating I, went down yeah i shat my pants in the backseat but here's my main problem um kirsty is that i have a girlfriend long term many years and she is well terrible she's terrible at being drunk so if her and i end up in an uber at three oh, in the morning she she'll like there'll down, be fucking yeah. cheeseburgers all through the back and then she's <laughs> <laughs> being inappropriate it's she not, sounds fabulous have fab- you married her yet she's not yet great. oh i'm 4.7 <laughs> i've dropped great. i've dropped yeah, okay you know why because i had to get a bunch of ubers um during the covid crisis because my car was getting oh. repaired and I sat in the back seat and I said, I jumped in and said, Scott Morrison said, I have to sit in the back seat. And I did that like three times and they've obviously docked me for Andy. it. Because <laughs> the Aussie way is to sit oh in the front seat. God. But Scotty said, don't sit in the front, sit in the back. Exactly. Sit in the back. Definitely. So I've dropped point. Oh man. I'm 4.7. I'm I'm back. Okay. Yeah, anyway. you, need to, you need to start logging into your girlfriend's account then when you get Ubers. Yeah. I don't know if I yeah. would. That's disappointing because I always thought I was a better bloke than was. And now he's. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming I don't know who don't, I pick. Stop leaving us. <laughs> what as tell a better us what, bloke. Tell us, tell us uh, how <laughs> well, yeah, you a better bloke than the rest of us. Okay. You know what, guys? I'm pretty excited. I'm a better bloke than both of you. I'm 4.87. Yeah. What? <laughs> but like that makes, that makes sense. Or like um, other people, you've got to be the best bloke we've had on here. Surely. Oh, okay, who's been a better bloke? I feel honoured to be here. Um, who else? I saw. I was going through your Instagram. I love that you had Brad on there. I thought he would have definitely rated highly, but higher than me for sure. <laughs> Brad, Brad was on for about Uber. ten minutes before his wife called up, and he had to leave. Yeah, you said he had he had to pump her in the caption. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She had to pump the breasts. <laughs> Who's doing your copywriting? Is that? Oh, okay. No, I understand. You had to listen <laughs> to the podcast for it to make sense. Okay. Okay. Who's doing the copy? We don't have a hey Kirsty. We don't have a copywriter. We could do with one. Okay, okay. <laughs> too illiterate. No, I like your copy. It's good. It's good. If you, I like um, the one about miniature giraffes. I don't know what that was about. That, that, was <laughs> that was quite a good idea by Andy there. But a few episodes in, Andy goes, "I need copy." Just sends me that, and I was like, uh, "A copy of fucking what, mate?" <laughs> <laughs> I at least knew what the word was because I heard my friends <laughs> yeah. who work in the industry say it. I was like, boys, I'm going to need some copy for ex- episode 14. He's like, what do you need a copy of? I'm like, come on. Come on, That's mate. That's so keep true. Up. It's a- <laughs> That's so true. I'm it's a bit of a weird word. 
I'm on board now. Yeah, good you could one. Be our, good one. You could, um, you could do it if only we knew how to edit and send it to you in good time and get you to review <laughs> and then drop copy notes. Maybe you can write the copy notes on this episode. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. I think um, now I know you have a podcast. I'm definitely going to tune in. How often do you guys do this? Well, it's probably like twice a month, but since mm-hmm. this whole at home all the time thing, we're probably yeah, more yeah. like twice a week. So you're welcome to um, nice. dial in. I've just been on your LinkedIn, Kirsty, because it's like, well. Uh, and do you know what? I just got a flash on my phone. That yeah, that was Andrew me. Andrew would like to connect. I was like, hang on, who's this character? <laughs> who's this character? <laughs> I'm going to get a new photo this week, by the way. Um, oh, nice. So ignore nice. my prison photo. Because I was like, last I heard of you, and yeah. <laughs> you were working for Behind oh, the News. Yeah. I remember seeing oh you behind God. the news and that was a great fucking yeah. show. Great show. It's still around, I think, actually. Oh, yeah, no, it's still around. I've got a, a friend it? or two that still works there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still around. It's been around for like, they just had their 50 year um, anniversary like wow. last year. Because it's basically yeah. news for, for, news kid, for kids. For kids, news but not for kids, kids. Yeah. for like uh, grade six sort of. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what those, it, I think twins. at the time it's like 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting the twins. Like, yeah. I think 10 to 15. Yeah. But all across Australia. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, was probably cool. the best job ever, actually. It was very fun. And then what, what are you doing now? You're working for Polaroid in Amsterdam. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. So it, I know. I know. So I wanted to move overseas again. Um, I really love Europe and um, loved Amsterdam. And I've been trying to move here for a few years, actually, and kept getting sort of Hard with visas, guys. I don't know if you guys have Euro passports, but if you don't have one, it's pretty tough to get a visa. Um, so I came over last year. I went to New York for interviews and then came to Amsterdam because it's between those two cities and then um, came here and then did a few interviews and then this job came up with Polaroid and it's been pretty wild. It's been great. So we're trying to get more people to get into instant photography or analog instant photography, which is great for off their Instagrams and more onto like creating beautiful photos with film. Yeah. And Polaroid do the actual well, Polaroids, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like really old brand. It's been around for about 80 years um, and then it went bankrupt and then these amazing like photography fans in Berlin saved it. And the, there's the last film factory in the world. It's in Enschede on the border of the Netherlands and Germany. Um and yeah, and then they saved it and then they got funding and then they became Polaroid Originals. And then just last week, guys, we got the, we've got the name. So now we're officially Polaroid and um, yeah, we're like the team in Amsterdam. So that's where we're all based now. So it's very fun. So I do writing for them there. Very cool. I think that, um, that we've kind of gone full circle. Like Kodak obviously kicked the bucket because film photography went out the window. No one could wait yeah. two weeks for your process or until you've shot the end of a film to. Yeah. To, yeah. And like, that's understandable. But I think like we've got back to that point where like digital photography is really good, but no one prints photos anymore because I need to think yeah. about it, cut down the thousand photos that I shoot instead of shooting 30 photos to like yeah. which one's the best to print and like yeah. I haven't printed a photo in years but with Polaroid it is that instant it's like boom I've got it here it is like yeah. that's what people want like so yeah. whilst it was probably one of the first versions of film photography that's got to be the one that's going to last right like that's what we that's yeah, what society yeah. needs now so they had that little you know the dip and and this is their world like I think it's so um they're in a great spot like that instant gratification that people want these days 
Yeah, you got, you've nailed it, Was It's exactly that. I think like people, we take, like I've always taken so many photos and now my photo album's just crazy on my phone. Like I just don't need all those photos. But I think with a Polaroid, like you actually think about it because all the film costs money, like much more than digital. Um, and then also it's just like the colours you get are just unreal. Like it's something so different. Like we say it's like imperfectly perfect. Like it's just, you can't get, any other photo like it it's really amazing and it makes you think about it like before you take the photo whereas I think with digital I get a bit snap happy and just take photos of everything yeah take- um but there's a real like yes yeah, are you go Andy no no continue please no <laughs> I think there's like a real um now nothing's very tangible hey like there's not much physicality and I think um film is great because it like, you know, you see the moment, you take it, you watch the magic, like it develops in front of you. Like it's just beautiful. Um, There's there's a real like process to it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and a lot more people are getting into it. There's like a bit more of a return. Like I think, you know how that they said books were going to die and magazines were going to die and like all this stuff like digital came and the world will be digital. But I think like we're now like books get inside. Books are more precious than ever. Like magazines, there's all these little zines that come out because people are talking about different subcultures. Like I think digital, it's good, but I think um, it's not just about being like someone who likes old things. It's, I think, you know, film and books and all these physical things still have a place in our lives for sure. I think so. I think about it more and more in that the, if you take everything and put it digital, and then you have something like we're experiencing now, which is we've never seen it before and it has the potential just to fucking throw things sideways. You just yeah, have, yeah. You have potential just to lose everything. And like yeah. you need photos, you need books, you need something tangible, like you said, to, to yeah. look after the history of, of the fucking world. Like. definitely and meaningful too hey like when you just like get a letter from someone it's an actual letter like or if you get I don't know we're that's as humans we need to have touch and connection and all these things and I don't think digital is the answer I think it can help with other things but I think we need to remember like our primitive roots too yeah I think I think there's both both are are awesome and even like surf magazines like you look at the what what's happened lately like most of them have died but the ones that haven't are just really cool and maybe they come out every few yeah. months but like surfing world i think it is was it's like it's just you know focused on really good stories really amazing photography from random parts of the world and just you know beautiful to look at like things like that are going to stay and and Very make true. it and then things like that are a bit more sort of um expendable well maybe it's okay yeah. if they disappear yeah. like a women's day magazine or something or maybe they're still killing <laughs> yeah, totally. it <laughs> i don't know actually oh my goodness it probably is still around but i remember monster children that used to be my favorite oh, magazine. Was, yeah. i think that's still going around it's got great design great photography like yeah so good i hope they're still going are they still going do you want to find uh, out oh, yeah. but there was um yeah. paper C. was it paper c <laughs> Quarterly as well. One of those, like it was a quarterly magazine a few years ago. It was like really thick. It was pretty much like buying a book, like 10 bucks or something. But yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the good side. That's it though. It's like, it's like buying something that you're going to keep. Yeah. 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 You get more selective, I think too. But then equally like digital, like today, um, I had the great moment of like my friends in Stockholm and we wanted to talk and we got on zoom and we did like a Latin dance class together. 
And you're like, this is awesome. Like, we can't, you know, <laughs> like it was pretty funny. I've got her on one screen, the Latin dance class from like on the other. And it's like, yeah, I guess it's good to have that as well to be able to speak to people at this sort of time. It's amazing to have it at the moment. Like I'm speaking to more people now than ever. Like, Yeah, me too. Friday, Saturday nights, like was we were doing it the other weekend on um, House Party app, which apparently actually House Party app are now stealing people's money. So I think we've been fucked over. Have you Phil, fill me in on this. What is going on here? Last weekend, I got onto the House Party app at home, drinking, talking to Woz, talking to all sorts of people I haven't talked to in ages. It's like, oh, look, this is more social than ever. Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> but apparently, it's been hacked and they're like taking bank details somehow. I don't know. How? Well, wow. I've been giving them my bank details. <laughs> well, that's How what I they? said. Who's I was like, for house party. I can't even see the ads that come up. Can I just say, Monster Children, it comes out quarterly, uh, yeah, every three ah. months. And there's a story on Birdie Beetle showbacks on the main. Oh, my goodness. I, you said, nailing I, I was the literally topics. just talking about Showback the other day. I was like, what ones would you get? And I was like, Birdie Beetle, Birdie Beetle. My Little Pony, like all of them, 100%. Straight in there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Kirst, I had a question about Polaroid, right? We're talking about yeah. the physical side of things and like, and I know that you love a photo. I don't think I've printed a photo since maybe 2005, but the, the Polaroid pictures, they – Sometimes they used to fade. Like, are they have yeah. they changed what they're doing? Is there anything new? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when Polaroid went bankrupt, their last factory here, um, they actually destroyed all the chemicals and everything. So, the team that saved it had to work out how, like, <laughs> and e- even those chemicals didn't exist anymore, right? So, they Rough. had to work out new formulas and everything. So, um, with the fading, I think there's still some trouble with it but nothing like it was before. But I think by the nature of film, it does fade over a period of time. Um, But I don't really know how long it is now. Like I've got Polaroids that I took. I got a camera when I, like years ago, like I think Phil got me one in like 2007 or something. And um, I took Polaroid, a Polaroid photo every day for a year and they're still in great condition. But um, I did put them in like, a dart like a box as well to keep them out of the sun and everything because that's the that's a the pretty biggest cool trouble. idea yeah like what sort of things it's very expensive <laughs> <laughs> but a, a photo every day of the year i like i like when people do yeah. like a little two second clip and put it all together just yeah use one yeah thing. it's like cool that. it was funny it was the year the year was 2008 and the cool thing is i remember taking a photo when barack obama became president i remember that was pretty cool when i like opened them up and i was like oh that was a moment in time like um, I was thinking yeah. before I remember going to, because um, I used to shoot film because I'm old. Um, but like I, I'm old. No, you're fabulous, Andy. Yeah. I think I'm older <laughs> than you two by a little bit. But um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like a little so, bit. I know, it like to, maybe, like, it wouldn't it'd be like three years, maybe. Was is younger than me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I remember, like, I used to shoot. I had a film. My dad had a film camera. I shoot, shoot all the time, and we'd buy. Um, used to buy the underwater um, disposable cameras to shoot surf, and I fucking oh, shot wow, a good photo yeah. of you on it once. Was, but I remember going to the Kodak um, place in Hobart. This is probably like two thousand three, two thousand four, and the lady is like, um, oh, you know, you should be more careful what you take photos of. 
because um, we we oh. will actually um, dob you into the police um, if if we see <laughs> photos of illegal activities. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I've been going around surfing and just hanging out with my mates. I'm pretty sure we're not doing anything illegal. Get the photos back. And I've got a picture of a friend snorting a line of um, whiz fizz <laughs> at a party. <laughs> Back when you were back when you were like twenty one and couldn't yeah, back afford when I didn't know what, I couldn't afford like, actual cocaine back then. actual drugs. <laughs> but she like called. You got me it back. from the Bernie Beagle yeah, show. She was bag. probably yeah. twenty two from Glenorchy, and she's calling me out for snorting whiz fizz. I was like, I was, oh. oh, she showed me the photo. I was like, it's whiz fizz. But anyway, <laughs> but that's that's why I the, feel like... the film thing has to go away because you either want the Polaroid in your hand, or you want yeah. the digital one. You can't you can't take any dodgy photos. Yeah. Personal so porn photography true. has really taken off. That should be Polaroid's next next um, marketing campaign, personal porn yeah. photography. Develop it in your own time, in your own home. It doesn't have to go past the, the creepy guy yeah. in the dark room. Who's a, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Those people would have seen some photos though, hey, like in those developing <laughs> rooms. <laughs> they would have seen some shit. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. We're going to get kicked out of this Zoom room in eight and a okay. half minutes. What do you want to do? Was I'm 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 getting used to hearing that from podcasts, from <laughs> work colleagues, from <laughs> lots of people. That's like that's the uh, the comment of the year so far. We're gonna get kicked out of this Zoom room in 45 minutes. Yeah. I feel like Zoom should come yeah. to the party like Pornhub and make this shit extended for the hour at least. Very true. Very true. Are you, Are you both still working? Like from afar though. This room remote working. Yep. Yeah, cool. My um that's good. My partner, she works in the events industry, so she's like only just working really. Well, how's this yeah. actually, Kirsty? So I took a job in Dubai, signed the contract, Ooh. quit my job here, Mrs. quit her job. Literally two weeks before coronavirus like ravaged <gasps> the world. So we had to like quickly like sort of backtrack and Shut try up. and hold on to our jobs here. And Podcast wise, I wow. haven't. Yeah, so luckily, I've still got a job, but I, I work for a yeah, wow. supermarket company. So we got we got a fair bit on. It's going okay. Yeah, but, um, definitely, definitely. I tell you, it makes you really grateful you've got work at the moment. Hey, like I feel really, yeah. um, my heart goes out to a lot of friends that have um, yeah, struggling a bit at the moment. Yeah, so. no, big time. Like I've, I normally mm. not particularly grateful for having work. Just like yeah fuck you guys, pay me more, that sort of thing. But at the moment, <laughs> like real happy to have a job. Yeah, and, yeah, um, very true. Our last episode, we talked to like different people around the place. Like like a good mate of mine has a pub in um, near Brighton, you know, Brighton in Mount Hotham. Yeah, but they, yeah, yeah. They yeah. basically had three months of bushfire-affected work and now they're shut because there's coronavirus and then, yeah, um, any, anyone in the events industry and in anywhere really is like it's yeah. done. Like there's no there's no money coming in at all. So totally, totally. My friend is um I've got a few friends that work in like arts. One's an actress, and like just like that, you know, like lost six months of yeah, work, gone. like and shows and actors like and you know in the arts, not many of the guys have any savings as well. Like it's hard enough for anyone to save, but in the arts, it's like really hard. Yeah, you got you job sort to of job season to season. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really feeling at the moment. But is the government supporting people? Like are you got, like, can people get support? Yeah, the, our government's about to pay around 750 If so, if your company 
has um had to stand you down they're going to pay you 750 yeah. a week but they're going to pay it to the company so that the company can stay alive and pay their so you basically gets paid 750 bucks a week to to not work oh wow i think mel's going to get good. that that's pretty good yeah it's pretty that's good that's really good that's yeah. like way more than what we would have had when we were studying that's for sure oh yeah like i remember three around, times the amount <laughs> you like 200 bucks i'm pretty sure when you're at uni like 220 I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, and if you earn too much in that fortnight, they reduce it. Yeah, yeah. I, really I lived f- off so much toast. <laughs> we I went to we went to Japan and lived off that before they realized that you could go overseas. So we just go to Japan, pay everything up front, and then the government would pay you like 400 a fortnight and that was enough to get by. Oh. We did that like 3 years wow. in a row. Thank you Australian wow. government. Called with that lyric in it, get by, get by. It was a bitter man song. That was bitter man. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like that was a throwback to it. Um, Are you glad you're not in Dubai though? Now you can be here and like uh, you doing know this what? podcast and all of that. I was looking forward to going to Dubai. Yeah. Like I was looking forward to being able to come to Europe and travel and, and just see. And I was going to be traveling around the Middle East a lot for my job. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to see some, wow. some places that I would yeah. never even think about traveling to. So I was pretty excited about it all. Mel was excited yeah. about it. But mm. look, at the end of the day, we're just happy to have a job. And it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. I was just, it was so, so close. True. It was like touch and go. I called mum and was like, mum, can, can Mel and I come and live with you? <laughs> Because <laughs> we might be out of backup plan. Of Would that be Hobart? Would you? Be yeah, going in Hobart. Back? She's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like, well, you know what? The backup plan is actually awesome. So, yeah, so nice. Oh, we were like, we literally like, I was in Sri Lanka about five days before it all happened. So I got back, and then um, Mike was in Australia, and then he just got back. So we missed it. Yeah, by about five days, we both would both would have been stuck. I think it's pretty crazy. It just changed like that, like yeah. so quickly. Yeah, wow. It did change quickly. Yeah. And was I see you've been doing bull riding. <laughs> oh, look. Madness. Jesus. Yeah, look. Do you I, like it? I'm sliding into silent retirement this year because I've oh. skipped the first couple and then, like, it's been cancelled. So no one officially knows that I've retired in the bull riding. So it's like, oh, you know, when it all comes back. I go and help out. That's a that's a past story. You can catch up on one of the wood episodes, but I'm I'm done. It's <laughs> fucked. I'm my rig is cooked, and like surfing is yeah. a much more sustainable um, career. Kirsty, I've been trying to talk job. was out of this bull riding thing for for a while. Really? Yeah, because like yeah. Oh, the man's body's fucked so as dangerous. it is. So dangerous. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I saw some hefty bruises. Was I tell you like. <laughs> I like used to ride horses and horses like they're terrifying sometimes, like the falls you would have, but bulls are just something like, whoa, like, I they, don't know. You guys yeah, are mad. You down and stand on you. It's hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but was no, it for look, an adrenaline rush though? Like, did you like the adrenaline? Oh, I just want to do it once. Um, if anyone's interested in this, go back to episode two. I think we did was uh, rodeo time of one off the wood, okay. and and I explain all this. But yeah, I was pretty much, I was just, I just wanted to do it once, and then got hooked. I was like, oh, I was a bit shit at that. I'll give that a crack, and then just wanted to get better and better. And then you have a little success, and then you set some goals, and then you all of a sudden you're a part of it. And then you're in it. Like, yeah. it took me fucking ages to get accepted amongst the rodeo crowd, and then. 
you know, I remember coming up to one of them particularly and I'd won the week before and everyone was like, oh, how's you rode this bull and then you rode that bull and like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, fuck yeah, I'm finally like one of the crew. Like I've been a lot of time, travelled a lot of Ks and yeah, it, I don't know. It was, it was good. I've absolutely loved it. But It's kind um, of like anything. It's like we started a podcast as a, yeah, just something to do as a bit of a joke and it's like, oh. Well, we, be, we better try and do it better and then uh, we better try yeah, and keep yeah. doing it. And then here we are 14 months later and it's still shit. But um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to catch up so shit loads more. The entire yeah. purpose of this podcast is so Andy yeah. and I catch up more. And so nice. talk to now we get Bennett. to catch up with fucking people like Kirsty Bennett. Yeah, best. it's so good. I'm so excited to talk to you too because like, I was say, like, like what you were saying before, Andy, like you speak to more friends and I wrote to was yesterday because he'd written to like an Instagram thing and I was like, man, we should talk. Like, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I've got this podcast with Andy. I was like, sure. Like, it's so nice, actually. I like this isolation because you get to catch up with friends that like you just adore, but you just haven't spoken to in a while. It's great. Yep, I agree. Hey, we're about to run out of time, Kirsty. Okay. Thanks heaps for dialing in. <laughs> If you've got any more updates from Amsterdam, feel free to dial in again and feel free to just hit us up on House Party app. It might steal you. Oh, yeah. Please get on the House Party app. Yeah, I will, guys. It's so nice to chat. Hopefully everything is going all right in Amsterdam and everyone's looking after themselves. um, And hopefully everyone's got enough weed. Yeah, they do. Well, the weed shops are still open. <laughs> essential services. Essential oils. Yeah, essential. So, so supermarket, the supermarket, the bottle oil and the weed shops. Fucking but yeah, it's great. <laughs> get high, get high. Yeah, yeah. I love the Dutch. It's great. It's so nice to speak to you guys. Stay safe, okay? And stay safe. Kirsty's a mad, like full-time frother. She's got a lot of, a lot of energy all the time. Yeah. For that, uh, like, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to say. I, I particularly like that, you know, you and I met Hotham 2004 and for me, like, you know, it's not just about meeting you, but that was one of the best things I did during the snow season and that year we had some epic people and Kirst was one of them, like from, you know, we had a little fling going on for a little bit and then it was a the fact that, you know, we stayed mates after that and now I'm better mates with the ex-boyfriend than her and yeah. like that – it's just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, but you think like, there's you, you met a lot of people that that year. Most of them you don't see, but people like Kirsty. We met Tommy Little, who we still keep in yeah. contact with. Dick Tricks and his missus still keep in contact with. You met, you know, me and Dan, yourself, and Brad. I was going to say Brad didn't come to the next year. No, I got him a job and he he did a season though. Eventually, yeah. I was like, man, well, you're a bit lost. Go do a season at snow and he, same thing. Like, but gummy, mm. like we want to get gummy on the podcast. We talked about that. Oh, the, um, just the characters. There's characters from that, that you meet, whole year. and that it's 16 years ago. There's people that I met in 2004 up there that you know still. Um, yeah, they're still sick, aren't they? And you still get to talk to them and it's good. Fuck yeah, absolutely. I had a missed call from Tommy Sava actually. Um, I got out of the surf and I was like, fuck, we wanted to get Tommy on the podcast. And like that's our that's our um, ticket to fame for sure. I, like, ticket any, to anyone, fame or not, it would just be epic. To He is the king of banter. I've said this to you before. Like when you get into, into a banter with Tom, like he lifts everyone else's game around him 
because he's so funny and he's so switched on that you start thinking, you know what, maybe I could be a comedian. <laughs> but it's it's just that he is just, he is the, he's always been the king of banter. Like back in 2004, working as a lifty with him, like there was, there was no one more fun to be put on a shift with. You just, um, you just, no way. I think, um, for eight he's a year older. At the, fuck, exactly. He's a year older than me. And I reckon, um, one of the last shifts I did with him were at Heavenly Valley running the bottom, the load shack at Heavenly. And um, we were just doing half days at this time because it was the back end of the year. And, mate, the day just goes like that. You just yeah. nonstop. Like, switch. And, and it's like surfing for me. It's like surfing with people that are really good at a surf with James today. And it's like, all right, I'm not just going any wave. And when I do, I'm like, all right, draw out, do a proper bottom turn. It's like, yep, I'm going to – like he brings you up and you try it's and put man. in. It lifts your game, absolutely. And, man, it was the funniest shit. And that was the same day that you came banging down sundown. If anyone knows Hotham, they've closed sundown because it just gets full sun. And so there's rocks all through it. And they've roped it off from early in the season. And you came – you were taken over from me and Tommy down the bottom shack and you just come banging down sundown. And there's probably like one mogul width track down there. And roll into the bottom shack. You're like, sundown, it was fucking sick. <laughs> like frothing and we're like, oh, in uniform, probably shouldn't swear in front of punters. And then this kid, we'd been shaping this like, shaping this little jump right next to the lift shack. They'd pushed a wheel of snow up and this kid just comes banging down. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's this thing. We've just been kept making a better lip on it all day. This kid hits it and just goes like goes for a I don't know what he went for but he got fully inverted like just flies through the air and lands on his head in the flats and you're like that fucking kid just got inverted. <laughs> I remember you saying it to me like I don't remember it because my memory of this is that I was pissed wrecked the night before and then still pissed the next day had to ski to work I've skied down sundown at a fucking hundred k's an hour just because no fear come down there and say god dude sundown is sick and then turn around and some kids upside down it's like whoa that kid just got inverted (laughs) oh man just capped a day off capped a day off. that's um yeah that's some good times (laughs) one says speaking of tommy back in those days i remember working with him at the gotcha chair which is where people go out to the extreme area at mount hotham and you know what it is actually quite extreme because at the bottom there's a lot of rocks and a lot of people end up in, in the creek, but it's actually just really fun with a horrible creek exit. But um, what he would do is like he'd load people onto the chair and then walk along behind them, chatting to them. It's like, oh, how you going? How's your day going? Oh, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. And then he'd, the platform falls off. There's a big slope at the end of the platform and it drops straight underneath you. And he would just fall off it. But there's obviously a net set up to catch you know any idiots that fell out of the chair but the people on the chair didn't see the net and they'd just see tommy fall and and freak the fuck out they're like oh my god he's falling down the mountain but he's laying there in the net like fully inappropriate to be doing but um i used to do the same thing up um up one at village or or heavenly where he'd pretend that his glove was stuck in their chair and they're oh, like yeah. safety bar yeah. and they put the safety bar down and he's like hanging on. He's like, my glove, my glove. Yeah. He's like, you're sitting on my hand. <laughs> and he's like hanging off this chair flying and he's like just running along and then gets lift off and they're like trying to push his hand off the chair. He's like, it's stuck, it's stuck. And he's just Hilarious. 
this uh, hilarious like from back in the day. But anyway, Tommy, he, uh, we would have we would have booted Kirsty for Tommy, surely, surely would we? Did you tell would him we? that we've got a podcast? Uh, I don't know if he knows. He doesn't um, know. He definitely doesn't know. But um, no, well, well, just, we'll let's just we'll, we'll just on. both hit him up, and it'd be cool to get him on. I think it'd be funny. But oh, it's not. obviously. Oh, we would have liked to do it in in situ, but it's not. Anyway, we'll get this we'll get Tommy it. on. I think um, he's got a set up at home. I'm pretty sure because he's still doing his radio show. We shouldn't talk uh, up that we're getting Tommy on because we talk up a lot of things that never happen. That's my favourite thing about one off the wood. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite thing when we talk about the one. Next, you still haven't given next me the one. weekend. Oh, here's some things that haven't happened. So next weekend, Tommy Little will be on the podcast, guaranteed. <laughs> yep. I am going to tell you where the number one place is to find the one. Yep, I, the Pierce uh, Brothers also the Pierce on. Brothers will be on the podcast. Um, you and I are going to do 100 push-ups in a row. <laughs> yes. We're yep. going to talk to Bunster from Bunster's Hot Sauce. Big episode. Huge big, episode. Big East episode. episode, massive. All of them. I think people have learned a lot as well from this podcast though. Like we did, we did talk a lot of shit. But we've also given some learnings out, you know, like who would have thought that a roundabout should actually be called a flow junction or a U-turn be a come about? Flow junction sounds so much better. Come about sounds so much better. Was it I've last, started calling them things. Last weekend, we jumped on a live Instagram chat for about 10 minutes. That was actually really cool, like really fun. A few boys jumped in. You were in uh, down... Um, in the bush. In the bush. <laughs> And I was shit, shit, shit wrecked in Coogee. <laughs> I was, I was killing it. Yeah, that was good. We talked. Hey, we had some good interaction. I liked it. Yeah, we should absolutely um, met a few of the boys. Um, yeah, it'd be good. Maybe you know, like um, the Swellians, which oh, I frothed over getting a ticket to the Swellians live gig um, around the corner from a house in Perth has obviously been cancelled, like everything else. But you know, that's ideal, isn't it? We we go live. We just do a one off the wood barbecue, and we invite all of the punters to come around. Um, we we'll find out which city's got the most listeners, and we'll do it. We're doing it in Sydney as well. Fuck it, who cares? What are we doing? Live shows? No, we're just doing a live barbecue. Like we're just doing one off the wood barbecue. Come around for one off the wood on us. Yeah, fucking oath. Again, something I, um, we won't I hand do. delivered a um, stubby holder the other day. I hope it made it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I was looking at the um, the orders. I was like, mm. oh, this this guy lives in Randwick. Like I live in fucking Randwick. Like, and it was it was literally around the corner from my house. But he, I couldn't fit it in the um, in the. Um, oh, the slot. It's hard, isn't the it? slot, so I just left it on top in the rain. So if you didn't get it, <laughs> I'll have to take That's... another one up there. <laughs> That's loose. <laughs> what the fuck else was? <laughs> Did you put it in a package or something? Like wrap it up? Yeah, it was, all, sat wrapped, it on it was all wrapped up, threw in a couple of oh, okay. extra stickers. Because oh, I've, yeah, okay. I've got a few stubby holders left here. So there's only a few stubby holders left. So just put put your orders in. We sold another few on the weekend so they're almost all gone but there are some left so if you if you want and hang on a sec if i say this last week but if you've made it to the end of the podcast well done you're a fucking stayer and we appreciate that because we like people who have a crack but if you've ordered a t-shirt through the merch website and you haven't received it yet it's because a it took fucking forever for the guys at print to send them but they did finally send them. And then B, as you've heard on this podcast, Waz has moved to Margaret River. So there's a box of T-shirts at Waz's house 
<laughs> and we've got a mate to pick them up so they're safe. And there's fuckloads in there. We've got enough for the next six months, but they're not going to get sent until Woz gets home. So, and we texted, I, I actually emailed everyone and everyone there. We're actually, our listeners are actually a bunch of legends. <laughs> like <laughs> they're like, ah, it's all sweet, mate. I understand. One guy was like, yeah, <laughs> one guy said he, um, he called us out last time for um for slow delivery and we slated him on the podcast so he wasn't going to do it this time <laughs> but he wanted to but he, he didn't. wanted to but he's like he just want to be slated on the podcast well you know no, what? i can't remember it was but good on him no hang on just <laughs> you look it up and let him know he wasn't gonna but he to be fair he hasn't he didn't he, he's been sitting on it wait sitting on his hands i feel you like it up. would be inappropriate me for not to slate this guy <laughs> on the podcast the fuck it. Oh man. If he could oh, wait, if his patience would last this long to, to, oh, to get through waited, an episode. Listen, you can wait, wait for me feeding through an email here. The best bit is him listening to this right now because he's like, fuck, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. There's an off chance that Andy's not going to find it. I know it's coming. Everybody's going to know who you are, mate. Hang on, uh, no stress. For call, there's a few people change their addresses as well, though, because of the oh. COVID action. They um, they did, you know, addresses. They can't get sent to the work. I can't find it. It's in the email. Oh, for fuck's sake! Like I'm. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get off here. Hey, um. Can't let him off. We can't let him off. <laughs> no one gets away with anything on Talk this. Talk to podcast. me, boss. Tell me what you want to say while I look. Mate, frothing. You're like this will go for 15 minutes, no doubt. Um. What's got you frothing, Wazza? All right. Uh, I'll tell you what's got me frothing just being down here. I'll tell you what's actually got me frothing, right? Obviously, the the being down here is the sickest and I feel a little bit guilty for doing it, but I'm also like, well, so fuck everyone else because I'm a fucking opportunist and I didn't do anything wrong. I just made the best of what the situation was and I'm fucking stoked about it. But what's got me frothing tonight, I'm... I'm tired as fuck. I surfed three times today. I surfed a shitload of hours yesterday and I'm fucked from surfing. And that has got me frothing. Like the last month, maybe six weeks, we've been working real hard at work and long hours, even like after work and shit because you've got all the stuff at home. And I'm just, I've been fucked from work and then dreaming about work and then getting up and doing work again and, and hating it. And now I'm fucked from exercise and yep. from surfing and the visions going on like that that's the way life should be I feel fucking you. tired of surfing it's good I feel you. and you're gonna have to work tomorrow right you're gonna have to actually yeah lock yep. in from margaret river and work yep. it's gonna be a heap easier knowing that you've spent the last three days getting some fucking skits fizz <laughs> <Get it. laughs> whatever that is yeah yeah the skits fizz <laughs> That's some swelly and talk, but um, it's sick. And like I had that, um, maybe not the ten foot bombs that you've been surfing, but just that I had eight days in a row surfing, and like work just becomes easier. Like if you've if you've worn yourself out in the ocean or worn yourself out doing it, it it's it's good for the mind, good for the body. Like the it's the stupidest thing, but work life balance. balance. Like do do life as hard as you do work, and the. The hard thing about that is that you work five days a week, but you got two days to play. So, like, go fucking hard on those two days. Don't rest for work. Make yeah. sure you get that shit done. Squeeze it in. 
Like that's that's the life. I do think about that a bit. Is like if you actually if your work was something that you were truly passionate about, there would be no balance. Like you hear people like if I if my work was. Oh, actually, I don't think it would ever work for me because even if it was my my work was making music and making podcasts, I'd still want to ski and surf all the time. Like I don't think there's yeah. So I'd still have to find a work life balance. Yeah, there's still going to be a balance in there because it's like, oh, we've got to record or edit or do this, but it's like, but I want to go dumped surf. or it's pumping or it's like yeah. I need to go outside and do the things or like this guy's in town and we're going to get fucking lit up and because even like or- say if you're a um you're a professional musician he's like well i'm doing what i love so there is no work-life balance but maybe you like fucking skateboarding so you still have to find a work-life balance yeah or you're on but being on someone else's schedule it's like yeah i love playing music but it's like you're a monkey you're a dancing monkey aren't you like you got to play music on my time at these times and that's how it works so there's yeah I think about it because Joe Rogan talks about it. He always thinks about these poor bastards in their office, office cubicles, you know, living lives of quiet desperation. And I think about it, it's like, wait, I work in an office. I don't live a life of quiet desperation. My life's actually fucking great. <laughs> but I'm sure there's plenty of <laughs> sad cunts out there living lives of quiet desperation. But even Joe Rogan, like he's got to go and he's got to, um, you know, talk his podcast and speak to, speak to all the people but really just wants to go out there and um, like shoot animals or whatever he does. Like he's even a guy like that's got like four different things. He wants to, what's he do? He's a hunter. He, he commentates UFC. He's a comedian, he's a comedian. and he does and podcasts. Like you still got to balance it. Some of that's work. Some of that's life. Still got to balance it. Even if you're Joe Rogan, even if you're Warren Hepworth, you've still got to balance that shit. <laughs> Yeah. I'm talking to myself here because I've just... No, mate, you're not talking. Mate, I've got nothing to say. No, no, I mean, I'm saying it because I've just... I'm not saying that you're not listening. I'm saying I'm talking to myself and I've just realized something. Okay. To myself. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, we're sharing the same thoughts here. Like, that's it. What's So work-life balance, tired from doing life, which isn't being hungover as fuck has yeah. got me proper frothing this week. And hopefully while I'm down here, we can get a surfer on like fucking Russell Ward. I should have just hit him up in the car park. Holy shit. He has some stories like the Macaulay's, the Palmateas, even just just say just James. James is a fucking mad cunt. The, the guy who's in that surf film, like, mate, we're going to get, I'll, I'll get someone on and we'll just yeah, do yeah. a run a full surf episode with surf chat and surf froth. And well, I think it would yeah. be really cool to talk to, at least talk to your mate, um, James, because he's got the James, Tassie yeah. big wave connection. Oh yeah. He's got the connection to, to this guy that's made this surf movie that the bitterman and like should, I'll send this guy the email. Maybe we can talk to both of them, but um, you don't have enough microphones down there. I'd say to talk to three people. Two. But uh, get, yeah. Do your best to get James with, and the other guys, the beer farm, like be fucking cool. Oh, mate. Yeah, but if we, now we say it again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, fuck, we can, oh, we can, we can say right. shit. We aim high. We aim high. <laughs> Go back to Perth. Um, all right, Andy. Yes, mate. What's got you frothing this week? Tell me. Um, it's pretty simple. It's, it's this in the lockdown, 
I've got my little home studio here and I've been making tunes. And so one of my fucking great mates and drummer of the Bitterman, Gilly, he's in London and they're like, they're deep in COVID. Like people are dying left and right in London. And um, so he's been at home on full blown lockdown and he bought himself a new beat making machine. And him and I have been going back and forth with, with a tune this week and it's, it's sick. Like it's just been fun. It's been fun just making tunes and um, just really having the time to, like I said at the start of the episode, to just get get right into that. And not feel not feel bad about it. Like I still try to get out for a run and a swim every day, or work out in the lounge room. But I just like trying to make the most of it, you know, and enjoying yeah. it. I'm totally on board. And like if you're out there not necessarily not making the most of it, but you're doing your little exercise thing. Like think about it. Like you've got to take this as a positive, as an opportunity. And you know what? It's a good example, right? Anyone that's done keto, it's like you can't have carbs. You can't have bread. You can't have cake. You can't have these things. Oh, I can't do all these things that I already know. But what you can do is put butter on your bacon and you can (laughs) fucking (laughs) – be quiet and butter your bacon, boy. That's a Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> but you can do that shit. Like you think when you once you see keto for the other side of it, for like the yep. things that you can do that everybody can, else is missing out on. So there's a whole world. You can't there have bread. You can't have times. pasta. Yeah. But you yep. can have a sandwich which uses bacon as bread. You can make a pie which uses bacon as the outside. You can eat cheese all day long. Like there's all day long. It's actually, you've actually made a good reference there. It's like, don't look at what you can't have. Look at how good it is at what you got in. Oh, I've just knocked something over there. It's a hard drive. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, um, so let's wind this up because it's getting late over here and I've got to work tomorrow. I've actually been working my ass off somehow, but I'm looking forward well, to Easter. We work for a supermarket <laughs> business. We're back to not mentioning who that is. <laughs> now, I, I mentioned who I worked for because I was leaving. Yeah, but no one listens to every episode, surely. <laughs> nah, so I was going to go back and beep that, whatever, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> so the whole going to the desert thing, obviously not happening. But anyway, it's Billy Ray McNamara. who <laughs> 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 he, he, he bought merch before. <laughs> Wait, who's the, oh, that's the guy who complained. <laughs> no, no, he didn't complain. Billy, oh. Billy Ray did not complain. He just asked us where it was. We're like, dude. It's just taken a while because we're fucking shit at what we do. And he's he bought another shirt. So, Billy, thank you for buying another shirt. We fucking appreciate you. We think you are amazing. But you have a call out that we named and shamed you on the podcast. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing it again. But um, no, tell your friends because I just said, "Hey, sorry for the delay, but was is living in Margaret River, and there's a box of t-shirts on his front fucking porch." And Billy Ray said, "All good boys. I was I wasn't going to hit you up since last time I did. You named and shamed me on the podcast. Um, sweet merch, worth the wait. So it's worth okay. the wait. You got it, Billy Rockstar. Ray. You know who's um who's loving Billy Ray is is old Simo who." who couldn't figure out the tech and got slammed in <laughs> one, or, one, two, and maybe the merch episode and now this episode. But Simo's figured out the, the tech. Yeah. He might be. <laughs> it's a badge of honour, Jack. It's a badge of honour. I saw when we did that Instagram. on the podcast. 
We did Instagram live and Simo, Simo popped up on Instagram live. I was like, fuck yeah, go on, try and get Simo in here. Like there's no way he'll be able Simo to Simo wrote me off. I put a hat on. He said, Andy looks better in a hat. I was like, fair good. Wow. It was quite I'll, a I'll shiny wear. evening though. It was yeah. full moon or something. It was a full moon. I don't know what was, was going on. full galaxy. <laughs> now look, we will, if you send us messages and send us things, we will slate you on the podcast, but we expect nothing less than to be slated back. So, um. Yep, you're all a bunch of legends for ordering the shit. And um, yep, look, it's taken a while to get there, but mm, suck a dick, cunts. That's things. Things like it's there. <laughs> you fucking dog cunts. You fucking dog cunts. Where's my t-shirt? You fucking dog cunt. <laughs> it's coming. Hey, um, what what tune? Have you got a tune? Have I got a tune? Did we decide on a tune? You and I decide on a tune. So, um, it's my already. Yeah. So we're gonna play a no photo tune. Oh, mentioned yes. No Photo Good. before, but No Photo is a band that I had back in 2000, from 2005 to 2010. We had a band called No Photo. I've just put it all back up on um, on Spotify and iTunes and all that. And um, the song we're going to play, you said you had stuck in your head this week. So I was like, let's play that one. And it, it's written by a friend of ours, Trav. It's about living leather on balls. King Island. Old leather balls, oh, Trav. <laughs> It's about living on King Island and it's called The Rock. And it's just about like hanging out with mates. It's it's Which is cool. a bit ironic now for yeah. why I was doing that. I was been hell lonely. I like moved to a new place. Don't I know a few people down here, don't know one. But I was surfing, just hanging out with some friends of mine. Hanging out with I some feel friends. Like this is a good song to listen to and just think at the end of all this fucking bullshit that we're dealing with. You will hang out with some friends of yours and it'll be fun. So, yeah, you know what? Here it is. No photo, The Rock. Hooroo. Hooroo.
week was through. Hang on.